I'm Donica Contour, and this is Naptime Devotionals, episode 50. I will order all things for your good, studying Doctrine and Covenants, sections 111 through 114. Welcome to Naptime Devotionals, a come follow me study for busy moms. I'm Donica Contour, your host. I'm a mom of four kids, wife of a high school theater teacher, and my favorite show to binge watch is Murder, She Wrote. Alrighty, we're starting something a little bit new-ish. We'll see if it works. My camera may or may not work the whole time. I'm going to try YouTubing um, my podcast episode as well as recording it, the audio. Um, We'll see what happens. The last couple of times I've tried to video record um, my podcast, uh, it... My camera just decided it was done. So we'll see what happens. Fingers crossed. Um, So we're going to focus on a couple of specific phrases that really stuck out to me in this week's reading. Also, um, if you're like, Donica, why aren't you talking about how awesome General Conference was yesterday and on Saturday? That would be because when I'm recording this on September 20th, General Conference hasn't actually happened yet. And also, also, October 4th, the day that this podcast episode slash YouTube video thing um, airs, is also my son's birthday. He is going to be three years old. Like, I can't, I can't. Like, I kind of just want him to stay little. Um, cause he's so dang cute and I know the attitude is coming. It's already reared its horns, but what do you do? Um, so all kinds of celebrations and fun things. Anyway, um, we're, let's jump into Doctrine and Covenants section 111. We're going to look specifically, I'm looking at a range of verses here, um, eight through 11, but this specific phrase that I want to focus on for this section of scripture is in verse 11. I'm just going to read you the whole verse and then I will read you the phrase that I want to focus on. So therefore be ye as wise as serpents and yet without sin, and I will order all things for your good as fast as ye are able to receive them. Amen. Okay. I want to talk about this part right here. Now we know that this section of the come follow me is titled, I will order all things for your good, right? And we've talked kind of a lot about how God can take all of the things that we're going through, no matter how bad and how complicated and how other word that means really bad and complicated, <laughs> how mad, no matter how much our things seem not good, God can make them for our good, right? Um, and we've talked a lot about that. So we're actually going to just kind of scoochy over a little bit and look at the next phrase, which is as fast as you're able to receive them. Um, what? <laughs> I mean, okay, can we talk about this for a second? Because when I think about how God works, I think a lot of times I think, that for me, he works too slowly, right? Right? Like, I'm like, well, I want this miracle and I want it right now. Um, I want this thing and I want this right now. You know, we, we live, and here's the thing, you guys, every single day and age, 
people wanted things right now. Um, people talk about the good old days when they knew that t stuff took time. And yeah, you know what? Maybe they did understand that things worked with time a little bit better. But if they didn't want things faster, they didn't want things right now, there wouldn't be the inventions that there are so that we can have certain things right now, like microwaves, right? Like we have slow cookers, we have microwaves, right? There are all these things that make our lives more convenient because people wanted things faster and more convenient. Anyway, let's go back to my point. My point is sometimes how slowly God moves doesn't really have anything to do with him and it has 100% to do with me. He is going to order all things for my good, and here's the kicker, as fast as I am able to receive them. So if I can't receive them fast enough, he's going to slow down production. Does that make sense? Like, I love this idea that we're not waiting on God, we're waiting on us. Does that make sense? Because then it's in my control, right? I can't control God. I can't control how fast he gives me blessings. Um, but I can control what I'm doing and whether or not I am in the place to receive them. I always think about, um, oh, I it's in the Book of Mormon somewhere. And I'm pretty sure they talk about it in doc earlier Doctrine and Covenants. But the idea that um, there were people that wanted more, right? They wanted more revelation. They wanted more information. And Heavenly Father was like, you're not really doing anything with the stuff you already have. Like you haven't received what I've already given you. Like I, I don't want to give you more because if I give you more, you're accountable for more and you haven't done anything with what I've already given you. Um, and so I think that that's something to take into consideration is, we want more blessings. We want these specific blessings. But what blessings have we already been given that we have not fully received? Um, because he will bless us. He will order all things for our good as fast as we are able to receive them. Okay. Um, the next little phrase I want to talk about is in uh, section 112 and this is throughout kind of verses three through five is the little section I kind of highlighted, but, um, there's one phrase that I really love that is in verse three. And again, I'm going to read the whole verse. Then I'll read the phrase specifically. It says, nevertheless, inasmuch as thou hast, hast abased thyself, thou shalt be exalted. Therefore, all thy sins are forgiven thee. And I want to talk about this little phrase here. Inasmuch as thou hast abased thyself. I'm not even sure if I'm saying that right. I'm guessing. Um, abased means to behave in a way that belittles or degrades. So behave in a way, and I don't think that he necessarily wants us to belittle ourselves or degrade ourselves, but the word that I, when I was reading that, I was like humble, right? As much as thou hast humbled thyself, thou shalt be exalted, right? We always hear um, that it is much better to humble yourself than to be compelled to be humble. Um, I always think about it. <laughs> this is kind of a terrible example. Um, but I always think about it as like being asked to say a prayer and voluntarily kneeling down to say the prayer 
versus being like karate chopped at the knees and like falling down so you're on your knees to say a prayer. Does that make sense? Um, and so I think that the same concept works with this phrase, um, with this scripture. Um, Inasmuch as thou hast abased thyself, as much as you have humbled yourself, thou shalt be exalted. Therefore, all thy sins are forgiven thee. Again, Heavenly Father is so, agency is so important to him. He makes sure that there are tons and tons of things that are in our control, right? Thou shalt be exalted as much as thou humbles thyself, right? Because the only person who has any control over how much you are going to humble yourself is you, right? Like that's it. It's you. There's nobody else that has that control over you. Um, and so I like that heavenly father repeatedly puts us in charge of ourselves and that Christ repeatedly lets us know, Hey, you're the one who's in charge of this. You, you, in as much as you humble yourself, you shall be exalted. Okay. I have one more that I want to talk about. We're still in section 112. We bumped down a couple of verses. We're in 10 through 11. Okay. Um, and it's in verse 11 that my little phrase is that I just like, just there's sometimes I'm reading through the scriptures and there's certain phrases or scriptures as a whole that just like seem like they're already highlighted, even though they're not highlighted yet. And then I highlight them and then they are highlighted. And then I talk about them here. Okay. So this was one of those. Okay, so I'm going to read verse 11. You know the drill. I know thy heart and have heard thy prayers concerning thy brethren. Be partial, be not partial towards them in love above many others, but let thy love for them be as, hold on, let me, let thy love be for them as for thyself and let thy love abound unto all men and unto all who love my name. So the phrase that I kind of held on to in this um, scripture is let thy love be for them as for thyself. Um, I think this is a scripture or a phrase um, that pops up a lot throughout Christianity, right? Love thy neighbor as unto thyself. This idea that we should love people the way we love ourselves. Um, but I want to say, at least for most people, this has been my personal experience. We tend to love other people way better than we love ourselves. Um, I know people that would never in a million years talk to somebody else the way they talk to themselves. They would never in a million years talk about someone else the way that they talk about themselves. Um, and I think that it is very poignant and heavenly father and Christ are very specific in their language that we are to love others the way we love ourselves. Therefore implying, and I have talked about this before, therefore implying that we are also to love ourselves, um, and to show love for ourselves and to show compassion for ourselves and to show mercy for ourselves and, be not partial towards them in love, right? Um, 
we we give so much to everybody else, make sure we're also giving and loving and compassionate toward ourselves. Um, because the more, and I'm not talking about like in a selfish way, I feel like there's a very big difference between being selfish and having self-love. I feel like there's, there's a difference there. Self-love, um, I think looks like, you know, recognizing your boundaries and understanding where you are and knowing when to say no and, um, doing things out of love for yourself, not necessarily self interest, I guess. I don't know. I feel like selfish feels more closed off. Selfish feels, um, selfish is putting my own needs above another's when it also hurts that other person. Does that make sense? So for example, if I really need to go to the bathroom, right. And I've got my kids, because I'm a stay-at-home mom, but I really need to go to the bathroom. Having the kids watch a movie <laughs> so I know that they're all like staying in one place and having one of the older ones watch the baby or making sure the baby's down for a nap so I can like go to the bathroom without being interrupted for, you know, a couple minutes. That's not selfish, right? Nobody's going to be hurt. But if one kid, Edmund is kind of in a stage right now where he tends to sit on the baby. Um, and if I can hear baby Scott screaming and I know that Edmund is sitting on baby Scott and I'm like, whatever, I'm taking my me time to go to the bathroom or do whatever. I feel like that's selfish because there's somebody who needs me in that moment and I'm putting my need above their need and it hurts them. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. If it doesn't make sense, this is just according to me. But back to the point. Let thy love be for them as for thyself. And so I think it comes back to honoring your own boundaries, honoring other people's boundaries, making room and space for you to feel your feelings, leading to you making room and space for other people to feel their feelings. Um recognizing needs and wants and desires and wishes in yourself and recognizing needs and wants and desires in others. Right. And I'm not saying that we have to answer all of it, but just recognize it. Right. Um, and so I think that's, um, pretty much the ones I really wanted to talk about. There's, I mean, usually sometimes I have pages and pages of notes and I had like, not even, I have one and like a third of a page of notes this week. Um, a lot of good stuff, but I just, there's only a couple of things that really, really stood out to me. Um, I hope you had a wonderful general conference week. Um, and that you feel lifted and ready to attack the next week, so to speak. Um, and I will talk to you next week.